Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It is your girl, Sam, back with another episode. Super excited to be here. Super excited to be recording. Um, This is actually my third day recording in a row. So I'm very, very motivated. I think um, it's tricky. You know, I've talked about this obviously already, but just to touch on the fact that, you know, working in the things that fulfill me, the things that really and truly make you whole or make you feel like yourself um, can be really overwhelming, especially when there's other things that are taking priority or what seems like to be taking priority. And it's something that, I don't know, I think it's something that it you know everyone battles with, everyone's going to have to go through throughout their years. Um, but I'm really, really working hard to be better at recognizing certain things and patience has a lot to do with it and trial and error has a lot to do with it. And in this episode, I want to talk about positive reprogramming. So this kind of encompasses a lot of pieces of me that have been very negative, very bitter. And these are things that are the nature versus nurture when it comes to learning or just it's truly embodying like something. This is something that you truly feel. This is something that you truly already um, believe in or have been programmed um, to believe in. So I think a big part of it is assessing and understanding what parts of you or what instances in which you see yourself being more negative. Now we want to be careful. I definitely want to like really, 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 really like stress this when it comes to assessing yourself or doing a self-assessment, it's very important to recognize who exactly is giving this feedback, who exactly is note-taking, who is the one who is critiquing you, who is the one who is advising you when it comes to such a sensitive, delicate um, time period, expectation, you know, um, in your life. You have to be very careful because everyone's motives are different. Um, the signals in which they receive are different. You have to be very trusting with the person or persons who kind of judge your character, um, help you reshape your character, not only with yourself, but them as well too, because again, their motives may be different. They may be, I hate to say it as as something is like stupid, but a hater, they may legit be a hater with what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're doing it. You know, something that I've learned in working with people and talking with people is that you cannot, 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 cannot be um, invested so far enough that if they don't change, if they... um, truly, truly are so different or on a certain path that um, erupts negative results, you cannot be attached to that. The reason behind that is because there is a sense of freedom and opportunity in every decision. And that person has to walk through that situation, deal with that situation in a way that they feel comfortable, that they feel motivated, or they feel as though this is the best option for them. You cannot um, control the outcome. You cannot manipulate the outcome because then that interferes with their destiny, their passions, their learning lessons, their accomplishments, their experiences. So when you seek advice from someone 
who is intended to guide you or recommend things to you or um, suggest to you a different way of, um, of accomplishing certain things, it's very important to recognize that whoever you, you know, ask for this kind of insight has to, has to, has to, has to give you the freedom to make your mistakes, to make your decisions on your own and not be biased and not be attached to where they want you to be or where they thought you were going to be all along. Like I had talked about before, I saw my life so much different, so much different, especially by now. But, you know, there's a reason why I'm going through this and that is my own. These are glasses that only I can see through. No one else can see through it. They can influence it. They can impact it. They can um, make something memorable. They can make something unique because of it, but they don't necessarily um, have to see or can see what I see. And so with that being said, when you were in the process of recognizing negative patterns, so by negative patterns, everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a person that doesn't really care for them, I feel. Um, Everybody has things about them that they don't like. But if you notice that there's a part of you that really wants to be in a better path, uh, a more optimistic path or positive path, and you're trying to find your way, you're trying to find a way to reflect that in how you interact with others, how you see yourself, how you um, navigate this world, it's very, very, very important for you to um, recognize that you need to make some adjustments. Now, that is... A big part of it is addressing or understanding the negative choices that you make or the choices that you make that are negative. Um, This may be how you decide to handle conflict resolution. I think for a lot of people, that may be an easy one as far as being more angry or bitter or petty. Oh my gosh, the petty. Um, Being more petty or being more... um, vindictive, you know, seeking revenge and seeking an alternative that makes sure that you win versus the other person. Um, This is a huge part of just really being shallow and being low when it comes to how you um, interact with others. And that's something you definitely want to be careful about, something you definitely want to be aware of when it comes to um, negotiating and working with others and just um, interacting with others in general. Another another thing to look out is the patterns or the mannerisms you may have or may have not, but may have picked up that allow your relationships to turn sour or um, disruptive or destructive or um, abusive. And I want to be very careful with just saying that in general. I'm referring to not receiving abuse. I'm referring to the toxicity that is abusive in the verbal language and sometimes physical um, for certain individuals because the lack of um, understanding of their impact and how volatile their words or their actions can be. And so when you're deciding to reassess everything that is that is negative in your life, it's very important to turn over the rocks that haven't been turned over, open those skeletons in your closet to feel the hurt, to feel the pain, to feel the uncertainty, to feel the lack of control so that you can gain control, so that you can gain an understanding, so you can start the letting go process. I think it's very important for people to understand 
that with any sort of trauma or negative experience, there is a letting go process. It is not an overnight thing. It is not, I forgive you and we move on. It's working towards rewriting the story or rewriting the initiative that had originally sparked. So um, what I like to think of it as is, for instance, you go throughout maybe 13 years, 15 years of your life of not having a traumatic negative experience. Then there is a peak in which you experience some sort of dramatic, traumatic experience. And now that shifted the way that you operate, the way that you think, the course of your life, everything under the sun. You then say, I really want to make the decision to review or re-review, revisit um, that experience so that we I can regain some of the control and some of the um, optimism that I, fa- I had prior to this traumatic experience. So what you're deciding to do is walk into the, the, into the negative experience and say, I no longer want you to hold that much power behind my decisions, behind my overall well-being, behind my whole entire um, future. And how I'm going to take that back or how I'm going to redecide um, where I'm going to be or what I'm going to do is I'm going to rethink, I'm going to adjust the way that I um, view that experience. And I'm also going to do some letting go. I'm going to do some relief, almost like um, I'm going to, to, to give it to some, give it some relief as far as how much stress it's caused me, how much turmoil it's caused me. This is not to say in any way, shape or form to subside the volume in which this experience has caused a person or caused someone. It's more of reevaluating the weight that it carries because it's it's reallocating um, the feelings associated with this to be able to be more of something that's more of a power-ristic play than anything else. That this is what allowed me to um, to reshape and take back the control it once had on me. So that way I was able to feel more, um, invested in my life's decisions in my journey. And there's nothing that's going to take that away from me because I own it, not that experience. And so there's a sense of, um, accomplishment within that because that's a hell of a journey on its own. And it's definitely going to require, in my opinion, um, some help, Um, whether it be with a guidance, someone who's going to help you with guidance or um, goal setting like myself, or it could be therapy, it could be psychotherapy, it could be, um, you know, groups, it could be chats, it could be so many different things, people, faith, a big part of all of that. Um, It's really about reshaping the way that this experience has um, taken hold of your life. And that is a a huge, 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 huge step, a huge, huge goal. And once you start taking those day-by-day initiatives, then you reroute how that experience has evolved in your life or impacted your life and rethink it. I think that a lot of life's experiences and um, situations can be redesigned by the way that we view them, the way that we see them, the way that we accept them, the way that we reject them. It's really about our perspective and how we see those circumstances. Do we allow those circumstances to um, take over our joy, our happiness, our well-being, or do we say, you know what? No, 
I'm choosing to love differently. I'm choosing to um, maneuver differently. So that way I can be in a better place overall. You know, I like to describe people who um, wear their traumatic experiences or life's uncertainties or fortunate situations on their shoulder as having a chip on their shoulder. And um, it's sometimes, depending on who you're dealing with, that energy is very obvious. It almost like just penetrates any single room, any single person. And if you're really in tune with your energy and just the um, energy that you you evoke, but also others, you can sense that immediately. Um, I know I've experienced it many times before. And that to me is a huge signal that the things in which we try to keep within or the things that we try to hold close and dear to us has, has now overflowed, has now gotten to a point where you can no longer control it and you are overwhelmed by it. You are um, beat up by it. You are truly being controlled by it. And everyone has a plate that is full of misfortunes and frustrations and things that, you know, we do not feel happy about, but it is truly, truly our view on those circumstances that designates how that plate is structured. Is that plate um, divvied up in a way that is manageable, where it is um, something we can contain, or is it something that's overflowing and it is complete chaos and complete um, just worrisome experiences? So um, I think a huge part of all this too is placing the value that we have on our overall mental health, our mindset, um, our well-being, the way that we operate. So that way we can become or evolve or shape ourselves into individuals that we truly admire, that we truly look up to, that we truly can sit back and say, I'm completely um, proud of you and what you've allowed, you know, what you've been able to accomplish given your circumstances. Now, as mentioned before, this is a process that takes some for some, it could be like overnight, but then others, it can it, it take a couple of years to be able to undo the damage because there's so much that has been shoved under a rock, put into a place that, you know, you can't see a place that you can't believe, you know, that even exists in the first place. There's so many different things that um, may, you know, um, come of this that you really want to be careful you really want to be honest with yourself when it when it comes to these experiences. And if for whatever reason you get to a place that you're like, I can't manage this. I This is too much for me to even fathom. How can I wiggle my way out of this? I don't think I have enough resources or I don't have enough um, understanding of the true impacts. Um, you Seeking help is, is very, very valuable. It's worth it when it comes to working on something like this. And it doesn't matter the years in which you decide to do this. I think that's another great thing. People feel as though so much of their life has gone by. And I'm mostly speaking to my my more mature audience, um, which which is actually the, the top listeners, um, according to my Spotify, um, who, listens to, who listens to this audience. So shout out to you guys for listening to this podcast because it really does validate and help me understand what information is is valuable to others and to whom it is value to valuable to but 
when it comes to making changes when you're at a more mature age. Now, I've definitely worked with individuals who are, you know, you know, all their kids are all out, they're graduated or they have families now and they're redeciding their life and they're reflecting and there's a lot more quietness. There's a lot more stillness in um, their their circle or their environment because it, a new chapter has begun that does not involve them um, with the legacy they've brought to this earth. And um, Corey, it doesn't even necessarily have to be kids in general. It could just be a phase. You know, high school, you leave all your high school friends. College, you may leave all your college experiences. You know, a career choice, you may leave all your career experiences because you're now retired. And so things change. And there's a sense that, okay, well, um, I'm nearer to the end than anything else. What is the point point of reliving um, my past or revisiting my past or doing something to change the next couple years of my story? I think that is very unfortunate to feel or think in that manner because the reality is life to me is your overall um, experience. It is not just one leg of your life, you know, time where you were younger, more alert, more engaged, or, you know, maybe you were younger and you had more weight on your shoulders and, you know, you've decided to retreat and be less involved with others or less involved in general. And so, you know, you kind of lost your way a little bit. I think it's very important or very um, key to um, not give up on what, the story looks like and how the story ends. I mean, yes, there is a climax, I feel like, in every story, but everyone's climax is different. There's not an age gap a gap when there's a climax. I mean, some climaxes happen closer to the end. Some are close to the beginning. We may never know, but I think when you're more mature and you have more things going on um, under your life experiences, it's so valuable to use that in a positive light or use that in a way that can be beneficial to um, to everyone in a way that can really, really shape um, other generations, whether it be your legacy and giving back or just taking the time to receive what younger generations are able to access or discover or talk about um, in ways that you know, younger, older generations did not. So I know with a generational um, shift, there are things that we, we as, you know, younger individuals are not afraid to put on the table, not afraid to sit down and understand and, and discuss. But in younger, I mean, sorry, in older generations, it was taboo. It was forbidden. It was something that was um, not accepted. And I think there's a great sense of carpe diem, if you will, where you can be able to um, no longer operate from that space of those times and be forgiving of those times and be more relevant within these times. That is basically living your truth now and living in the moment, living in the opportunity that God is giving you um, to be here with everyone, knowing that things have changed. And I think a big part of it is letting go. I don't know. I, I I think for individuals who have been around for multiple, multiple, multiple years, it is very, there, I feel like at some point there is a, a year span, a couple years span that you really feel connected to, or you really feel like this is where I thrived. 
And I don't want to let go of that span, no matter how long it will be, no matter how long it will take. Um, because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm going to be missing out. I feel like um, my life won't be the same. But I also feel for those who have decided to move with the times in a comfortable sense, it doesn't have to be completely like I'm going to be on TikTok, I'm going to be, you know, on every single platform, but moving with the flow of life is such a more conducive um, life adapt adaptation than it is to fight or control your environment to stay within a time, a, a certain frame that was um, beyond control. And so it's really important to just really think as far as where you are in life and see if there's any kind of adjustment that you can genuinely make to be able to be in a less, um, I don't know, like disruptive, if you will, um, disruptive kind of environment and disruptive. I mean, like trying to stop time, trying to stop time to be more, um, draw out a certain period or time period that you don't want to let go of. That's a hell of a experience. When you go into making these positive decisions, they're very small tweaks. They're very small decisions, um, whether it be spending more time with yourself, doing more things that you needed to do that you know are going to make you happy, thus make you make it when you are doing tasks or experiencing certain things that you are unhappy by. You They don't affect you the same because of the fact that you've put in so much time into developing yourself to be a more well-rounded, happier person. And so when you have those un unfair experiences, you're, you're le it's less effective because you're like, you know what? I've had such a great life or I've had so many great things happen to me. I can't complain. I know that the, the world would be completely imbalanced had it be that everything that I want to do is only to serve me or to make me happy. Um, and so there's a humbling, you know, almost experience that comes behind that. positive people, positive, um, positive people, positive affirmations, positive, um, experiences, happiness, joy, laughter, um, rewarding yourself with positive results, things like that is so, so powerful. It's so, so uplifting. It's so engaging. It's really, really so rewarding in general. Um, this will require having, you know, said going through individuals, circumstances, um, experiences that no longer bring you joy or never did in, in itself. And you allow them to carry on because at the time it seemed like a good idea is repositioning and, and being optimistic to finding out new experiences, new, um, opportunities that are more uplifting, that are more engaging, that are more, um, positive comparative to continuing the path that you have that hasn't necessarily, you know, given you that. Now you are going to get resistance. You're going to get people who are going to say, well, you've been doing it for 10 years. Well, what's the problem? You know, how is it that bad? Well, the reality is 10 years is sometimes a little bit too long. Um, sometimes we have this, you know, aha moment or experience that just reminds us like, you know what? 
I think you've been going too far in this direction. It's time to look at things a little bit differently. It's time to use your maturity or your wiser, you know, the wiserness that you've acquired over these years and apply it to um, just shaping yourself and impacting the ones around you to be more of who they truly are. And whatever and wherever that may be, I think it's very important for you to listen to that, not to run from that. And that will save you a lot of just complete, I don't know, selfishness and um, loneliness. And um, once I think there's someone for everyone, and I don't mean that in a partnership sense. I mean that it could be a relationship. It could be um, like a friendship. It can be, um, you know, a community, a sense of belonging to a group, an organization, things of that nature. We all change. Life changes. I think we should definitely be more um, keen on, on doing so and not being so afraid of it because it's out of our comfort zone or it's not something we're familiar with. It's still super valuable. It's still super worth it. You know, when I decided to confront my demons, if you will, on just how I've been feeling and how I've been impacting people, I spoke about this before, but it was my sister who pointed out how negative I had been with her. And even though she's ultra sensitive, um, not as sensitive as she used to be, very proud of her in that sense, um, I recognized that my decisions when handling certain things or navigating relationships was a very abrasive, controlling, um, I think someone had used bossy at certain, at certain time, just very like in your face. And that's not how I wanted to be seen. That's not how I wanted to be known. That's how I, not how I wanted to view myself. And so it required me to just take a step back and say, you know, as hurtful as that may seem, again, it was hurtful because I didn't want my image to be distorted. Then what I saw, because I was thought, I thought I was completely true with who I really was, but because it came from her, I knew that it was genuine. I knew that it was um, completely valid. And I knew that I, she wasn't making this up. She wasn't doing this to upset me. She wasn't doing this to make me feel some type of way. She was genuinely saying this because I was off the path that, you know, I needed to be. And also that's not, she, I I guess you could tell also there was a disconnect. So it definitely helped me, um, reevaluate myself in a way that I don't think I've ever done. Um, and then it was a little bit of jabs here and there from life that also helped me shape and look at things differently. I remember one time, um, my former boss, was talking to me and was just completely ripping me a new one. And it was totally right because of how I handled something that they were so in awe of like, what, what, in what way, shape or form was that okay? You know, how was that the right way to do something? Um, and it, I remember being so upset about it and I started to cry, um, afterwards, but I knew that they were so right and I couldn't help, but just bite my tongue and allow it to happen because I needed to grow up. I needed to see things from a different perspective. And it's a huge, huge part of anything. It's just seeing things from a different perspective that allows you to be able to think differently, move differently, handle things differently. But if you really sit in 
the experiences that you have and think as though your glasses are the best glasses in town or you have the best seat in town, that's where you mess up. That's where you hold yourself back. That's where you put yourself in a place of loneliness because you don't allow your community or even just your network in general to stand up for you or to be um, there for you in ways that you need. Now, granted, I think you have to be very trusting of your own vision and of your own path, but there are certain times that you need to um, humble yourself and also just, like I said, look from a different perspective as to how certain things may affect others or um, impact others. And it's, it just, it's such an uplifting place to be in in general, when you take that time to recognize those things, to understand those things in general. Um, I know that it can be a very tumultuous time to recognize and see these things for what they are and hurtful, but you have to give yourself some credit. You have to say, you have to recognize that some of these things are learned behaviors then you have to be careful because you don't want to blame the people who taught you these things. You want to hopefully come to a place where you can understand they did the best that they could. And, um, you know, you were the product of that, but now you have a responsibility to be accountable, to be, um, aware, to be proactive and to be positive in your next steps in your next, um, steps in how you proceed, how you navigate things, how you maneuver things. So that way you can be a better example to your future. You can be a better example to your, um, your audience or your, you know, people you impact. And that is not easy. That is not always fun. Um, that can be sometimes really scary, but it's definitely worth it. I think something for me personally is once I got that news and, I had to recognize the way I was interacting with people and see it from that lens of if for whatever reasons, let me put that, you know, those shades on to see what they look like. I recognize I wasn't like that. You can, the same way you can look at other people and say, wow, this person is super funny or this person is super sad is the same way you can recognize this person is super positive and just full of light and love you know, one of my dream team girls, she is like that all the time. Well, to me, all the time. That's the lens I view her. She's very clear in that she doesn't have, you know, bright and shiny days every day. But the times that I do interact with her are very fun, are very uplifting, are very promising. They feel really good, really warm and fuzzy. And it's such a blessing to have someone like that around and to be connected with someone like that. Because when you're energy is off or you're shifting to be able to hear that voice or hear that light. It just, it just warms your heart. It just makes you recognize that, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. There's a different way or different attitude that I can have when it comes to these circumstances, when it comes to the scenario. And so I'm just really, really happy that, um, you know, I'm evolving and I'm allowing change into my life. And knowing that staying stagnant or staying in the same kind of um, mind frame is upsetting <laughs> because I don't give myself the chance to to elevate, to grow, to change, to evolve, to um, redirect, you know, 
the, the, the course of my life. And by staying, you know, close to my faith, it gives me the strength. It gives me the power. It gives me the opportunity to be able to become more, um, you know, evolved. And it's such a, it's such a, it's such a blessing, but you know, it's not simple. It's not as easier said than done. It's definitely easier said than done. Um, but I think it's definitely possible at whatever stage of life you may be in, whatever opportunity you may be in. I mean, you see people, although we, they may smile all the time, which is a key indicator um, of quote unquote happiness, that doesn't always translate behind the scenes. And for that, I think, again, it's living your truth. You know, not smiling if you don't feel like smiling, but knowing that you're, you're excited or can't wait to be able to have that vivid smile again. That is a part of your truth. That is about a part of your honesty within with others and yourself. Um, you know, handling things head on, not um, shoveling things to the side, not ignoring signs, not ignoring things, completely dealing with them as they may be, definitely, definitely helps everything in, in general. Um, I'm just thankful to be, like I said, to have this platform, have this opportunity. And I just want to say thank you again for everyone who listens to this podcast and receives any form of, um, you know, well-being or happiness or completeness or outlet with this. Um, I'm definitely excited to be kind of back in the groove with all of this. And I look forward to kind of giving more content to you guys. And I can't wait to, you know, chat with you guys in my next podcast.